we're back with the Danger Room's 24 Days of Christmas. This year, we're doing one episode per affiliation, each with its own special guest. We made an effort this year to bring in some guests from all over the world. Sit back, listen, and Merry Christmas. Hello, everyone, (laughs) and welcome back to another Christmas episode of the Danger Room. Uh, This time, I have Greg Washburn with me. Greg, uh, introduce yourself and tell the listeners what you're playing. All right. Well, hi there, everybody. I'm Greg, or Greg W., uh, one of the uh, Jersey Shore uh, protocol, or no, what are we? We are the pork roll. Yeah, one of the pork roll protocol uh, meta people. Uh, You may have heard of my brother, Art, but he plays good lists and stuff, and I play the anchor known as Dormammu, the eight threat. Used to be a kaiju, but not so much anymore as we started to get better guys coming out. But uh, yeah, I was on a roll with him for a while. At least Longshanks thought I was. I was briefly the flame of the foul team, the leader of the faction. Now some guy in Spain took over, but whatever. This is what happens when you don't play for like a few months. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, so listeners might have heard of a story that I've said on the cast probably multiple times in other episodes where uh, I... My Thanos got Helios lasered on round two, and I recalled it and still died. That was against Greg. <laughs> yep, yep. That, was, that was me. <laughs> I got the possibly the luckiest uh, recalc <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I recalled it and died exactly. So I was I was sad. It was like good roll into amazing roll. <laughs> uh, but screw Thanos. He's stupid and he, he sucks. So whatever. Yeah, he's actually a good eight threat. Uh, I wouldn't. Let's not go that far. We got. We got to talk about our Dark Lord here. Yes, our Dark Lord and Savior, Dormammu. If you if you roll skulls, this is the faction for you. <laughs> That's true. So we we should talk. We should get started with Dorm. Why do you like Dorm? Why is he cool? All right. Well, Dormammu is, of course, the most expensive model uh, still, unless you. You know, stack Thanos with a whole bunch of gems. Uh, so I come from Warhammer Fantasy as a high elf player, and I really liked either stacking the board with high threat uh, like archmages and stuff, like it's expensive characters, or eventually when they got a star dragon, I would always bring the star dragon with an elf prince. So I like the the quality over quantity of these games. So I like bringing the elite scary guys. So when Art finally tricked slash talked me into playing this game, I saw that the uh, most expensive model, or eight threat model, one of them, was Dormammu and Thanos. And I kind of dislike Thanos from the fluff because, you know, he's kind of a bad guy and wants to kill half the universe, multiverse. Thanos is lame. I agree with you. So Yeah. So the other, the other big scary at that time was Dormammu. So I thought I'd uh, try him out. And it was fun because when you play Dormammu, you get to play your own mini game inside this game because Dormammu breaks a lot of the rules. Whereas, you know, everybody else has to worry about their faction and staying in, you know, affiliation and what teams you can get with different threats and everything. Dormammu just makes everybody his minion, and you're always in faction. And then there's the minigame on top of that of the managing your power, because his leadership is, well, used to be, one of the only that actually has a detriment to it. 
because if you get too much power, it hurts you. So now they think there's other leaderships that you do stuff and it can hurt you. But Dramama used to be the only one who can hurt you. So you get the minigame of creating your affiliation, how you see fit, and the minigame during the game of trying to not hurt yourself using Dormammu's leadership. So have, having all that happen was lots of fun. <laughs> it can be fun. It can be frustrating. Like you can, if your opponent games it properly, they can like leave your models on one and then they die. Yes, I've had very unpleasantness, and especially when you first start trying it out. People, you'll be like, oh yes, I lived on one, and everyone is usually very upset when they leave a model on one or whatever. They're like, oh, one more. It's like, oh, well, Dormammu's going to kill you in the power phase and daze you anyway. So, sucks to be Dark Dimension. Yeah, that is the one thing I wish Dormammu's damage happened in the cleanup phase. Yeah, I'd be real nice now that they've basically changed all the scenarios to do that or crises to do that yeah cubes doesn't do that anymore yeah losing activations to that stuff just sucks and it's not fun and it it's sad that your opponent can game it to put you at like a pretty big disadvantage but it is what it is part of playing the faction and carrying the eight threat anchor that dormammu is (laughs) uh so we should talk about what's in your character list all right. Well, the character list, uh, like I said, since Dormammu makes his own faction, you get to pick the la creme de la creme of everybody else. So you basically pick guys that you know you think are the best, uh, that you want for certain tools or whatever. Uh, or also, since Dormammu's leadership's giving them an extra power, someone that is generally power-starved or something or could use his power just about every turn because your mini quest is to spend most of your power so that you don't get more than six or else you hurt yourself. <laughs> so uh, let's uh, let's go with the bottom and start up. So starting with three threats, uh, I bring Valkyrie because she's my mini human missile. She deals the pain. You can catch a lot of people uh, off balance with uh, giving her an extra power. Plus she's as Guardian, so she's getting three powers a turn, so that turns on everything she has from turn one. So I've caught a lot of people off balance, like double moving and then just chucking them off the point because they don't expect her to be able to do that turn one. Uh, so there's a bunch of stuff. So she's she's a fun missile that you send at people, try to kill stuff. Uh, Iron Man is my turret for scenarios where I need to keep someone in the back or something. So he pretty much sits there, and since he gets two power a turn, he either gets to uh, get his plus two dice every turn, or he could do his spender every turn. So that's always fun for him. Uh, Luke Cage is kind of the uh, uh, a punching bag. He's there to take some damage, sit there, and possibly protect Dorm. Uh, people eventually catch on that... Uh, Dormammu's kind of fragile. I mean, he's got a lot of hit points, but since in the infinite wisdom of AMG, they decided to basically make him permanently stunned, there's almost no detriment to attacking him since he doesn't generate power for you hurting him. (laughs) So sometimes it's nice to have Luke Cage take the the bigger, scarier punches or uh, enemy Helios lasers, as I've totally had Dorm get Helios before. Uh, so that's Luke Cage is in there for. And then I have Heimdall in there because he is uh, Dormammu's personal taxi. So Heimdall's there to port Dormammu around because 
He's the only eight threat that has no control on him. Well, he's the only eight. There's only two eight threats, but yes. <laughs> he, ha- he, ha- he has no control <laughs> uh, on him. Well, it's ca- it's like your opponent has agency, right? They can push You can push them away if they attack you, but that's it. Right, yeah. If, if they attack me, I can push you. And if they don't create some sort of block for that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Heimdall's there to help with his action economy and stuff to port him around, even though I Dorm does have his own port. Uh, since he doesn't get power for getting hurt, Dorm's power is at a premium, so you're trying to save that as much as you can for other things, which we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and Heimdall used to be in there because he also had the rerolls, so it helps Dormammu not whiff because it's really sad when your eight threat whiffs. Uh, and when the scenarios used to be trying to find scrolls and shit, you could re-roll that, but they made those go away. Uh, so that's the three threats. Uh, the fours, we've got Black Panther. He's my long mover and kind of tanky. Uh, he also has a push. Oh, I forgot to mention on all the other guys. Most of them have pushes of some sort, because like I said, Dorm doesn't have any control, so his team's got to make up for it for him. So... You'll note Iron Man has a push. Valkyrie has a throw. Uh, Luke Cage has a throw with you know heroes and all. Uh, Heimdall has uh, his push as well on uh, his spender. So try to add some control in there through his minions, and they'll get more power so they can use it more. Uh, anyway, so Panther, like I said, tanky, moves fast, has that push. Beta Ray... I feel is like best buds with Dormammu. I mean, they're both immune to incinerate, which will come into one of the crises. Uh, he's, he has that throw. He generates that extra power because he's as guardian. He's the man. Oh, and he has damage reduction. So also we forgot to mention Dormammu gets power from his minions getting hurt. So a lot of these guys you'll notice are all reasonably tanky or have some sort of damage reduction, you know, like Iron Man and Luke Cage and, Beta Ray Bill. And yeah, so a lot of that going on to try and get Dorm power. So that's why Beta Ray is in there. Who have I missed? Oh, Rhino. And Rhino, kind of same thing. He's got damage reduction. He gets extra, he gets even more power when you attack him, which is wonderful. He hops around all over the place, which helps Dorm because Dorm generally doesn't move too much. He just likes his one to two teleports and hanging out. So I need minions to run around and do stuff and rhino definitely gets around with his trample and his teleport attack with you know hopping right next to people uh and then we have one five threat which back in the day i put ebony maw in as a specialty piece to deal with malekith between dormammu and ebony maw usually malekith has a bad day and that was when malekith was real scary (laughs) And Ebony Maul would bring his tactics card along so he couldn't charge and stuff. So between Maul throwing stuff and walking away and Dramamu pumping out damage with, you know, we'll talk about his tactics and stuff, uh, that would be really good at killing me some Malekiths. Uh, and I imagine now that I've been, you know, watching current stuff, this, this team-up might work on... Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider as well, I'm thinking. I haven't tried it, but I'm thinking he's the big scary now, and that mild damage should put him in the dirt, too. I had a local who likes to play really meme stuff. Um, he, I guess I should say he has a track record of picking things that he thinks are like a meme, that they end up being pretty decent. 
yeah, you try and make them work. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So one, one time he showed up with claw leadership and like, I almost lost that game. I talked about it on the syndicate episode. And then the next time he showed up with Dormammu and he was just like tabling guardians. But it turns out Dormammu's attacks are really good if you're trying to kill Cosmic Ghost Rider. Right, yeah. When when Dormammu's on, he can blow stuff up real good. Yeah, I think Dorm... I ran it in Cerebro, and Dorm, if he walks up, smashes a size 4, and just double taps Ghost Rider, he has, like, about a coin toss to just kill him outright. Does Cosmic have his uh, insanity thing? Yes, that's assuming Cosmic counts skulls, in which, in which case Dorm just cancels it out, right? Right, yeah, they would both count them as successes because in their rules, they both count, they count as successes. They don't change to anything. Right, so yeah, Cosmic would basically just be rolling normal dice and Dorm is rolling dice that count skulls. Right, yep, so a little advantage to Dorm there. Right, yeah, and then if you add in things like recal or Heimdall rerolls, like it's pretty good to just kill him. <laughs> uh, so I think that's definitely something to... Which, which we like to see. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I really think Dorm is a decent answer to Cosmic if you can make the points work. And like, obviously, Dorm's immune to incinerate, so Cosmic doesn't have that on him. Yes, he's he was born from fire. He is immune to that. <laughs> and I also think Dorm has a cool... There's like a potential cool duel with Emma. So you may have noticed I went off my characters, and there's only nine. So uh, like I said, Dorm creates his own faction, and that used to be unique, but... Emma came in and stole some of the thunder, and uh, her Hellfire Club was the hotness for a while. And Emma could probably slip right in here too. And if you didn't want to bring Dorm for some reason, uh, you know, create some sort of heresy against your Dark Lord and bring uh, bring Emma instead. I guess uh, she could theoretically work with this. Although a lot of my tactics and stuff uh, revolve around Dorm as well, because I've kind of brought this list as hopefully to be the beatdown i'm here to kill the other team and i guess win scenario as uh in the process yeah i think it's you could take it in a bunch of different directions but the dorm emma frost list is definitely something i've been uh thinking about and i just wanted to mention it on the cast yeah it's definitely a possibility you could definitely make it work i feel yeah they like a lot of the same minis and emma has a weakness on demons which dorm really likes demons so it's basically his scenario. I mean, it comes in his little box. I have the little card. It's a special card. Does it actually? No, isn't that card from the OP kit? Yeah, it's from whatever the, uh, I don't know, there's some little. Yeah, it's not from Dorm's box, like the mocks you get the model in. It's from the, the Dark Dimension OP kit or whatever it is, where there's like the Mystic Pay to Flip or something like that. Yeah. Correct, yeah. But anyways, so we should, is there anything else about Dorm? That we didn't mention, like we'll get to tactics cards, but oh, there's so much to, so much to talk about with our Dark Lord. I mean, <laughs> but basically, I, I feel we've got the the point that you can bring anybody you want to bring minions that can make up for his lack of control, minions that'll be around for a while because they need to get hurt for him to get power. Uh, so that's why a lot of them have damage reduction. Uh, also, you'll note there's a little bit more siding towards three threats, which is because one of the tactics cards. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much the plan behind the list and the characters there. All right, well, let's dive into the characters some more. So uh, let's start with Bill. He's everyone's favorite four threat. He's the the favorite model of MCP. He's the most taken model. As of early December, he is the most taken model in the game, according to Longshanks. 
and he hasn't even been out for a year yet. The stats are the stats encompass an entire year, and he has only been out since like March. So that's what nine months, and he's number one. There you go. Well, it's for good uh, good reason. I mean, like I said, Dorm's allowed to pick any any guy he wants, so you want to pick the best. And clearly, Ray stands above the other four threats. <laughs> yeah. So some cool synergies with Bill here is that obviously with the extra power, he can walk walk throw around one. And then he also can reduce any damage, so he can't ever die to the... Right, you can actually stop him from being killed by Dormammu, which is cl- clever and cute. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, are you, so I should ask, are you bringing Bill basically all the time, or do you have like certain things you look for? Uh, it really counts on the, the point threats, or the, the threat, because I generally try. I find Dorm works the best with three minions to get him maximum power. Uh, so I usually try and make it dorm plus three, uh, unless I get you know on a much small like a smaller threat, uh, or if I have a lot of extra threat to go around. Yeah, be- beta ray is one of the ones that usually comes. So I guess I should ask why three? Is that some there's some kind of math behind that? Just from play experience of uh, and you know me feeling this these many guys got dorm enough power whenever I really need wanted dorm to do stuff, but. I, I could see going a little taller, maybe, but then Dorm's power becomes even more of you know an issue. Which I've tried to. I, I took a book from uh, Art and stole a, a tactics card for uh, no matter the cost, and think that might solve that problem. <laughs> so so maybe I could go taller. We'll see. You know, I do think in my experience playing Dorm, playing four models, including Dorm himself, seemed to be the sweet spot. Right, yeah. That that's just what I felt like as I tried different things. It seems him plus his three minions. Cool. And then we talked about Maw a little bit. So with Malkith getting nerfed slightly, like Malkith can't throw Dorm anymore. Like it's pretty important and thank God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing we forgot to talk about Dormammu. He uh, he used to be the only five, but now he's still kind of the only five cuz no one actually brings sent. Yeah, not not at the moment, no. <laughs> but that is usually a detriment because there were so many throws that were unlimited throws and Dormammu is like the biggest, scariest thing to throw at your models. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that I don't think AMG has done a great job of with the size 5 models. Like the size 5 models should feel like you don't need to bring things like Indomitable Embrace because that should be like very difficult to move, but so many meta, meta models just move you anyway. Yeah, there's... Almost impossible. I mean, well, not impossible, but there's almost always a model on the enemy list that could that can throw dorm, or you've got small teenage girls that can attach a web and pull him. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Lord of the Dark Dimension, small child, eh, whatever. She can totally move him. Well, you can play Emma, and then you could just shield mind it immediately. <laughs> If, if I recall correctly, uh, there's somewhere where somebody was asking about Gwen being able to pull, I want to say it was Hulk, and I think Pagani responded somewhere, I don't remember if it was on Discord or the rules forum or something, and he's like, strong webs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that explains it all, I guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Just explain that away. It's like uh, magic, yeah, that's it, we explained it, magic. Yep, Exactly. So is Ma, is Ma stick around here with Malekith kind of taking a backseat, or do you see him switching out for someone else? 
So I could definitely see him switching out. I would want to try and see how he does, see if A, Dorm could handle uh, Ghost Rider by himself. Uh, and then I've also been seeing lists, uh, again, I blame Art, of multiple big scaries like a Hulk and Cosmic Ghost Rider. And then then Ebony Maw might be back in because I would need a tag team to fight both of them. I don't think Dorm could do it himself. Yeah, I feel like Dorm can definitely delete one of them, but the other one is going to ravage your team in the process. Exactly. So it would be nice to have somebody else that could either you know walk them away every turn or throw other big scary things at them because with ebony maw what he already gets additional two than his normal one then dorm's one so he's getting four a turn so he could do his herald of dome every turn if he wants uh or he can always throw he does he does good stuff with four power maybe you just play your own cosmic ghost rider that is a possibility and consider, like I said, I, this was before Cosmic came out, so maybe just bring Cosmic, but then you're going up to six threat, and you have to think Dorm plus Cosmic is 14 threat? <laughs> yeah, and then you play Heimdall at, at 17, it's all good. Right, then you bring one other, but, so then it's Dorm plus two minions, <laughs> and Cosmic might not be able to score points. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's the all gas, so I'm going to try to table them. Two models could totally win it for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, lo- I lost an old Time Gem Thanos plus Corvus at 14 threat in a TTS cut game before. Two models. It was rough. But yeah, so Maul could be other things, but yeah, Maul was definitely good and it's still probably good into Malekith. Yeah, although I haven't seen Malekith in a hot minute. I mean, I, I watched uh, that Neverwinter, Everwinter, whatever thing. And I don't think I saw Malekith at all, at least not on the Twitch. No one told me about it. <laughs> yeah, Malekith is kind of not really being played a lot. I don't know if he'll pop back up. The people who were playing him seem pretty down on him. Well, after you get or fall out of the tree, the, the nerf tree stick so much. <laughs> yeah, I think Malekith just requires you to have... Uh, you can't just play him every game anymore. Like He's very matchup and scenario dependent, and there are certain populations of the player base that don't want to consider that so all right so then let's talk about heimdall i freaking love heimdall with dormammu (laughs) yeah heimdall is the man uh i really i basically went through uh cerebro and i was like all right who can teleport people and pretty much the only one that will have teleport up every turn thanks to him being an asgardian is heimdall so you can without a doubt always depend on heimdall to be able to teleport around his dark lord so that's like the main reason i bring him because that saves dormammu's power which we've talked about is at a premium uh and then he has great support as well he has uh once storm is where he wants to be and if there's no one throwing him and messing with him uh then heimdall gets power that he can start using for rerolls and stuff or for pushing people off you know the point that he's sitting on with uh his spender which has a you know unlimited push <laughs> so that's always great yeah heimdall spender is really good uh, isn't it like a medium push or something like that it is a medium push target character may push target character away medium yeah it's size unlimited medium push and it's like it does need to do damage but it is seven dice and he has rerolls. so i mean should happen it's also like it's a physical attack so it gets around a lot of like the weird stuff like helmet and 
Sentinel programming and whatever. Yeah, but Heimdall, he kind of just does everything Dormammu wants, right? Moves him around, gives him rerolls. There's probably honorable mention to the Commandos. I don't know if you've played them at all. I've looked at the Commandos. Commandos are not terrible, uh, but they're another sit-on-the-back kind of thing, and I kind of have Iron Man for that job. But, I mean, I could see the Commandos possibly coming in as well. Yeah, I think the Commandos are fine. My personal opinion on Commandos is they're really great when you play wide. Got your backs better. And I don't find they contribute to the offense as much as you would think. Probably they, they have a little too much to you. They got stealth. And like I said, I want my minions to get attacked. <laughs> the, whole, the whole plan is for them to get hurt and or die for the betterment of Dormammu. <laughs> and stealth does not help them do that. <laughs> and like you said, got your back is better when you have more models. Dorm's only going to be bringing three, so there's not going to be too many guys getting dazed and KO'd. Although I do like grenades. It's nice to incinerate people. And there are, some of their attacks are pretty decent. I mean, six dice with an extra attack. Proto-weapons is only a gainer, not a builder, but... They're also a little bit on the flimsy side with, you know, only five health, uh, six on the back, maybe. But I think Heimdall kind of does. Like, the reason I bring them is for the siblings in arm to teleport Dormammu around. And I feel Dormammu or Heimdall does that better. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I do think the commando, the commandos really want wide squads. I don't think they play super well in narrow squads. Um, that's all. All right, so let's talk about Iron Man. Um, he obviously starts with Friday Eye Online and Spender, but... I mean, how are you finding... Is Iron Man taking auto damage from the leadership a lot? Like, I don't, how is he spending his power? I mean, Helios, maybe. Exactly. He is another... He is a big outlet for extra power. You bring... He's almost there for Helios as well, because if I see a Hulk, I can end that Hulk much earlier than most people think because of all the extra power that Dormammu is generating. And then he's kind of the guy who sits on the back and I can still have a range 5 attack... Uh, that I can spend his power on. Like you said, I can, as long as someone's in range five, you can spend two for that and then two to Friday AI that as well. So you can drop four power pretty easy on one attack. That's not going to gain him back any more power. Oh, uh, yeah, good point. I come from Shield where, like, I never want to be wasting my power like that. But yes, you could definitely do that with Iron Man. <laughs> no, no, with Dormammu, you want to waste power sometimes. You want to get rid of that power. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Iron Man's sick here. Obviously, Helios is awesome. Um, have you read Stark Armory or looked at it at all? I have not, but I think that was, I, th- I think people have recommended me. That's the one where within an area around him, everyone gets bonus dice or something, right? Yeah, you get one. It's like pay X and then models within that range get uh, plus one attack die for the round. That could work. I like giving Dormammu more dice. And it's in like the activation phase. So you could like smash size four plus Stark Armory, go to like plus five dice, 11. Oh, man. All your minis within the X range of Iron Man get one attack die. I don't know. Is it worth having two tactics card on one guy? <laughs> it sure is tempting. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Um, and then we talked about Rhino. Rhino is also just funs Helios like a crazy man, right? Yeah, Rhino is a beast because, like you said, people almost don't want to attack him because you hit him. And do damage, so you generate a power for Dorm, you generate a power for Rhino, and then he's ornery, so he gets another power. So to do one damage to a Rhino, you generate three power for me. Once you explain that once or twice to your opponent, they usually give you a big sad face. And Rhino usually either only gets the huge attacks, or yeah, or they just stop completely. 
Do you find it's hard to spend Rhino's power normally? No, Rhino's another one of those guys who can drop a whole lot of power pretty quick. Well, you can only spend six or if, if you have two for the tactics card as well, right? But Right. I, of course, have the tactics card because, you know, I need something to steal scenario uh, stuff because people generally grab stuff and run away from Dormammu. That's generally the plan. But yeah, I mean, Rhino... He does his stampede for three, right? And then he can throw something for three. So that's his uh, spend in his six. And worse comes to worse, Rhino takes a damage in, pa- in the power phase and doesn't generate him extra because I think his thing is only enemy effect, right? Hold on. And he's damaged by, oh no, an enemy or allied effect. All right. So yeah, it would generate him even more power and Dormammu power. So and Rhino has seven hit points and six hit points, so he's he's a he's a tanky boy. He can take one for the team and generate me more power. Yeah, Rhino has that interaction with uh, Emma's leadership as well. So yeah, that definitely is pretty sweet. Yeah, which which is real nice. Uh, and then and then you got Valkyrie here, like we said, having walk walk throw immediately is really cool. It's like old Valkyrie. It's like a nerf Valkyrie. You just have to bring the eight point anchor. You're good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. And then we you, we talked about Black Panther. Uh, is he just here because he's the long mover? And well, that, to add on to add on to Valkyrie before you, I mean, it's tying into the next topic of tactics, I guess. But she really is the DPS. I throw her into basically where she's going to die uh, to generate power and stuff and try to deal damage because she's literally just going to come back because of Dark Restoration. So like her role is almost to to die for the team. Because she's like the only one who doesn't have damage reduction and stuff. She has the DPS. So I find her fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I played Valkyrie. When Dormammu came out, I played Valkyrie with him. And that was when like I could play Doom Prophecy and All You've Got. And she was a freaking crazy person. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would that'd be even more amazing if we could do that. <laughs> but she does good even without that. I mean, with the amount of power she gets, again, as an Asgardian, uh, she gets, you know, the three power. Then she has dice manipulation with the stuff, with uh, you know, her abilities. So she can really crank it out, and that does motivate people to kill her. And then you bring her back, and everyone's happy. And that's that's who we're trying to appease here, our Dark Lord. <laughs> yeah, no, Valkyrie's sweet. I mean, have you thought about running Zemo, or is Valkyrie here for the control? I had I had original Zemo in here as the long move a long mover three threat to get around to uh, scenarios and stuff, which was very helpful and for dice manipulation as well. So he very well does become that tenth character because, like I said, there's only nine on the list, so he is up on the top of the list on people that might come, like him. And I think Drax is on the short list because I like him. He he's a kind of tanky, has a throw does good damage yeah i know drax has everything you'd want his throw isn't online though right just from the power phase so uh no because he's not as great i think his is three right it's cost three i think yeah yeah his throw definitely costs three yeah the destroyer is three so it's not online right away black panther anything to mention about black panther uh panther has the push panther is tanky so he should live a while uh he also has the pounce uh and like all of I think like all of Panther's kit is like two power. So like Dormammu really turns him on to anything you want to do, whether it's the pounce, whether you want to just do rerolls that turn. Uh, so yeah, Panther's very nice and helps me move around when people 
run like cowards. Yeah, he can just move, pounce something, and strike immediately, which is really good. Many a time that has saved me. Just walk over there, pounce at them, and push them off a point. Uh, Panther can also spend a lot of power if you want to, like, mantle into, like, a fully boosted spender. Right, yeah, there's ways to spend power. A, a lot of them, like I said, you need ways to spend the power, and his his spender ain't bad either. No, his spender's super good. Yeah, it, it has a push, right, I think, if yeah. I remember. Yeah, it has explosive force, which is uh, you roll the wild and everyone away from Panther gets pushed away, even your allies, and they take a damage. And you can add one die for extra power spent this way. So if you really need to drop power, you can make that sucker pretty big. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think it's like eight dice or something when you boost it or whatever. I can't quite remember. So it's a good way to drop a lot of power. Uh, and then Luke, obviously we have Heroes for Hire to stop things like Helios. Um, Luke can also spend power really well. His spender is super good. Yeah. Like I said, he's the he's the bouncer, the, the bodyguard for Dormammu because eight threats for some reason, need a bodyguard. But uh, yep. this is where we are. Uh, so, I mean, a lot of times I'm okay with Dorm taking attacks. Because like you said, if you attack Dorm, he has the power of darkness to push you away and hex you. I think it's hex. And if you're hexed, you then get incinerated. So that's the only type of control I have. So generally, I'm okay with you attacking Dorm and letting me do some control and debuffing you. Uh, but it's those big scary attacks like... Uh, obviously Helios Laser. Uh, I learned a terrible lesson versus the original Ghost Rider because he sucks power away from you. And, and if I haven't stressed enough, Dormammu's power is at a premium. So you cannot allow that attack to hit you <laughs> if you want Dorm to do anything other than his normal attack. And I say normal attack because his attack doesn't generate power for him. It's not a gainer or a builder. Also, things like God Hunter on Bill or... Uh, the cleave on Angela are super scary for Dorm. Right. Uh, and She-Hulk has that uh, that thingy, right? Yeah, I've run into a few things that even Dorm is a little worried about. You would think yeah. 10, 10 hit points and 12 hit points, I could you know, laugh to the bank just walking around unimp- unopposed. But there's some people who can throw a lot of dice. <laughs> and I'd much rather my wonderful uh, bodyguard here take it for me. Have you read the new red skull in the new core box no i have not but i was listening to your thing uh the one of the episodes who talked about the new red skull so i know a little bit about him and skulls being crits right yeah so that's his leadership but we're playing dorm so we wouldn't have that but the cool part is is that red skull can spend other people's power just always (laughs) yes he can and yeah, 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 yeah. He can within three. He can take other people's power and use it for his superpowers and his spender. So, uh, so he has scalpel of strange, which is like the same thing as supreme strange, where it's I think it's four costs, and he can teleport him or someone next to him range three. Uh, and it's once per turn. But him, he starts with two power with Dormammu, and then your other models start with two power or three power, or whatever. But you could just borrow two power from someone else and just portal somebody range three. And he's only four threat, really. He might be getting a slot. Let me. So he's got a terrain throw. So I like having throws, although it's not character. But he has scalpel, right? But the cool thing is he can he can portal people round one, and since he can spend other people's power, he can stop your models from dying. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Move him out of danger. That is not a bad idea. Yeah, I might have to try this guy as my uh, my tenth for a bit. Maybe maybe have a four threat teleporter in, in case. 
uh, Heimdall's not coming to the show. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you need to upgrade Heimdall, because for the threat values or something, you can play Red Skull. Right, yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, because you notice I have no two threats, because generally they're a little too squishy for me, and I don't want to waste tactics on a two threat. Yeah, they don't really contribute. Uh, Dormammu teams have to just go all gas, in my experience, and they don't do that very well. Yeah, I mean, I tried uh, the knife guy for a while, uh, Bullseye. Bullseye can spend the power usually to at least ping people for one, but it didn't do great. Because <laughs> he usually makes, because you're always using his normal thing, and then he gets the power back, and I've had him hurt himself a whole lot. Not very efficient <laughs> for Dermot. Okay, to the tactics cards. Okay, uh, yeah, tactics cards. Uh, so... A lot of the characters are there for their specific cards. Uh, like we said, Heroes for Hire is there. Uh, Shush, while uh, uh, while Ebony Maw is there. Helios Laser, Robbery. Uh, so those are all, if I bring that guy, they're bringing their Tactics Guard because those Tactics Guards are pretty awesome. As you know, I like Recalibration Matrix because when Dorm's playing, you can't have him whiff. And then the other cool thing is Dorm count skulls a lot of people use recalc as a defensive measure because they don't want their opponent to spike and try and defend themselves like cowards dormammu is here to kill you and a plus dormammu only gets to count skulls during his attacks not during his defense because you know he's only eight threat so why count it on both sides i'm not you know upset about that or anything (laughs) Uh, but anyway, recalc says you reroll things, but the rules for skulls is you don't reroll them. So all the skulls that count for dorm in my pool and their pool stay, and then we get to roll again <laughs> and hopefully get some more skulls. So, <laughs> so like I said, if you like rolling skulls, this is the faction for you. <laughs> yeah, recalc helps a lot with dorm, so I love bringing that. Uh, it comes in handy for. Uh, when you use his spender as well, sometimes, uh, as you're looking for the trigger to make that worth it. Uh, also, Dorm's car, although I guess Dorm technically has two cards. That's right, probably the only faction in the game that only has two cards, and will probably never get any other cards because no one else is just Dark Dimension. Well, Emma has no cards if you don't count her leadership, so... Touché. <laughs> Actually, actually, the defenders still only have one card. Do they really? Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, I guess I can't whine about that one. <laughs> but anyway, the one that's worth bringing uh, is Dark Restoration, uh, where Dorm gets to spend, I think it's five or six power? Six. six power, I believe, in the cleanup phase, which is also annoying because you have to have kept the power and dorm can't be dead because you have to use the card before you get undazed which is super not cool but anyway when it works it works really well because you get to bring a character back from death fully healthy right next to dorm so i've literally won games with that because you know attritioning people down models running out and then all of a sudden you bring back valkyrie and she goes screaming at people like a missile like she is and she kills people real good. So, although the bad part of that is when the game got to a lot of running around and not a lot of attritioning, uh, sometimes people didn't die. And I was starting to think, uh, well, if no one's going to fight, maybe it's not worth bringing. So you got to think about who you're fighting, if they're going to fight back or if they're going to be like, 
I don't know, spiders or something and run away. So that's that's everyone's... Oh, I feel Smash should be Dormammu's card because it is clearly the most effectively used by Dormammu as the only size five, not counting Sentinels because no one brings them anyway. He's the only one who can smash size four buildings. Uh, so the Smash is part of the Wombo combo of Dorm's Spender, which is possibly the most powerful spender or can the spender that can possibly do the most damage in the game because it can chain infinitely as long as you meet all the parameters of them being within three of dorm and being within two of the last target uh you can target somebody with invocation of obliteration endlessly because most chain attacks have a you know has the it doesn't have this rule you know this one doesn't have that rule invocation doesn't have that so it goes endlessly. And I have literally chained it like four times and wiped somebody's army. It is glorious because normally it's eight dice, but you smash a building and get four extra dice and smash goes for the whole round. So that means every time you do invocation, you get a bonus four. So you get 12 dice that count skulls on my rolls and your rolls. <laughs> so... And then you, you throw in Heimdall for some dice fixing to try and get the those triggers. And it is quite possible to get that four, I think it's four facing. It's a hit, crit, skull, shield, I think, uh, for Dorm. And, you know, four facings on 12 dice. I think Cerebro says it's like a 65-ish or something percent, which ain't bad. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Smash is there for the Wombo combo and for you know killing something that needs to be killed. Uh, sometimes it's just helpful to remove a four, you know, a size four building because Dorm doesn't have throws. So because you know an eight threat, why why put a throw on an eight threat? <laughs> yeah, Dorm can randomly take a lot of collision damage from terrain, and being able to remove it is really useful. Yeah, which is why if my team throws it at you first, it's not coming at Dorm. <laughs> so yeah, that's why Smash is there. Uh, patch up obviously dorm's hurting his team uh plus they're there to take damage so dorm gets power plus dorm you basically can't have dorm die if dorm if dorm goes down you've basically lost <laughs> so uh patch up is there because you need healing in this list for important people and that important person is dorm you got an indomitable uh that's there obviously because dorm is size five and you can't be having people take six damage collision uh or or just displacing dormama like i said it's very annoying dorm wants to get somewhere and rule the battlefield from there and not be thrown off to the you know out of left field and doing nothing which is why it's indomitable and not brace because brace you still get to move me indomitable the Dark Lord says absolutely not, and you don't get to do it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. Dorm getting moved is frustrating for sure. It's also there for, like I said, the small teenage girls that can pull Dorm because it doesn't have to be a throw; it can be a pull. Dude, the more we talk about this, the more I'm like, Emma seems sweet here. Like, even just play her under Dorm. Like, she could just shield bind him. It's not a terrible thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we should talk about your crisis picks right now. All right, crises. They are ideally the slowest scoring and ones that force people to come near dorm and get killed. So let us start with secures. Uh, we've got deadly meteors because that's only three points and it's basically you know down the center but diagonal. 
Uh, so that usually causes people to sit there in the center so I can fight them. So we like that. Uh, only bad thing is uh, you can hurt yourself to flip it, right? Generally, that's bad. I don't like the crises hurting me, but it was the last one that was a high enough threat and low enough scoring. That's basically the plan of these. I want at least 17 threat. <clears throat> You'll notice none of mine, none of these uh, crises will be below 17. In fact, this is the only 17. Everything else is higher than that. <laughs> Uh, then we've got Demons Downtown, which is basically Dormammu's scenario. Uh, you know, just straight down the middle, we're going to fight. Uh, it incinerates everyone, which makes it easier for me to kill you. Dorm's immune to it. I'll guarantee you Bill's coming. He's immune to it. And then most likely Iron Man will be sitting in the back, uh, pew-pewing from behind. And it's okay that he gets incinerated because he's way in the back. Uh, so we love some demons. And then last is intrusions, which again is right down the center. And uh, as a bonus to that, you get to teleport to wherever you need to be. So literally Dorm can be everywhere. He just walks into one of his portals and goes to where whoever needs to be killed. He also, he could just spend less to teleport, which is very helpful. And everyone's grouped, so you can just incantation them, hopefully. <laughs> Right, yeah, and all all of these, like I said, are the least amount of points, so it's going to cause people to gather, and that's glorious for the invocation of obliteration. Intrusions also gives you more table area to get access to terrain to smash, which is something fun. Like if there's a size four next to a portal, you could just go to that portal and smash it, and you could even come back through the portal and like kill stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hold on a second while i smash this building then i'll come back and beat you over the head with it <laughs> yep uh so those are the secures uh and then extracts basically follow the same th uh theory uh so we have legacy virus because there's only three of them and generally if dorm can get at least one of those you need to come fight dorm or brave stealing a a token off of dorm uh, if you're trying to, you know, create the virus or whatever, but I haven't seen that happen in a long time. So really it's there just to not score so fast. <laughs> uh, Montessi formula, again, only three things, high enough threat. It's arguably an upgrade to Dorm's attack because it makes his six a beam and I still get to count my skulls because it doesn't modify the roll. I'm just counting skulls as successes. Yeah, the one thing to note is I don't think you roll in your crits on this attack. Oh, well, that would not be as great, maybe. Yeah, but it is a beam, so depending on, you know, the secure and how many people, but it's not terrible. Really, it's low scoring, high threat. That's the main objective. And giving my other people a six power beam isn't terrible either. Another thing is if people don't have a midline steal, which I know is rare these days because everyone has bill and eyes, but putting the one objective in the middle when you're able to kill them if they stand there is pretty good. And then the last one is hammers, and that's only there because as a big fatty that Dormammu is, uh, he doesn't have to move to pick up one, and since he moves medium, and it'll be the only time that I'll allow slash suggest you allow Dormammu to move twice, uh, Dorm can move twice and pick up the other hammer, so he will start with two hammers, and then you have a Eight, a strength eight normal attack, which is probably what an eight threat should have normally, but... No, please stop. <laughs> <laughs> but an, an, eight, an eight 
damage normal attack that counts skulls makes Dormammu amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that opening has gotten me a couple times where they just grab two hammers immediately and then it's like, all right, well, I guess I have to kill Dorm now. Right, yeah, and then your only hope is either steal those. I mean, usually I have uh, the opponent brings over Dr. Voodoo and makes me drop all the hammers and then runs like a coward. Well, Voodoo's a lot worse now, so you probably can just kill him. Yeah, thank God. I've I've heard he's taken the nerf so that I can finally just kill him and his stupid thing goes away. Yeah, you can't you can't be trapped in Brother Daniel limbo. Yeah, I've been trapped in Brother Lim- Although it, he does have to spend like eight power to do it. But yeah, so those are the uh, the crises, and like I said, they're they're there to hopefully get you to come near and fight me and group up, so bad things can happen to the team. Yeah, I like all these all these choices. I think they're they're the correct choices for Dorm. Yeah, especially a Dorm that you're you're coming to fight. I mean, I could see Dorm try and help a uh, a more finesse runaway ish team, but I don't know. I like fighting people. I want to roll my dice and remove your models. Well, Marvel is trending that way for you, so <laughs> yeah, I've noticed a lot of these definitely get a lot more fighting. I've I was used to when I was playing a lot, a lot of the grab and run tactics. Yeah, I don't think it's so much that now. I mean, maybe to some web warriors can do it and Hellfire to some extent, but I'd say the majority of the game is definitely has has to have a fighting plan. Yep, and Dorm is here to fight. Yeah, I mean, like I said, Dorm Dorm is randomly cool in the meta. There's a lot of Incinerate. There's a lot of, like, Cosmic Ghost Rider scary. Dorm should be able to just kill him or kill his allies or whatever. Dorm always scores, right? So He is a reasonably reliable, like, control. Like I don't know about control. I guess a dominant piece. A lot of people will not want to uh, engage. They'll, they'll move around. They'll go to, like, you know, the other side or go somewhere else because it's... It's a real investment to eat through ten hit points and then twelve hit points. That's that's a lot. Yes, he's definitely durable. Well, I, I don't know. I don't want to say durable, but it's it's not super hard to daze Dorm. But without like a Helios laser, I don't really see Dorm getting KO'd ever. Very rarely does I do I have Dorm die. Some people have done it, and kudos. I usually congratulate those like you are one of the few that managed to kill. <laughs> I feel like I should hand out little Dormammu skulls when you manage to kill him or something. <laughs> yeah, there's a there was a Dormammu player on the Spanish team at WTC and he went th- he, he obviously everyone plays five games, but he he played three of them with Dormammu and he won all those games. I bet you it was Lulz, the current Flame of the Foul team. He's from Spain. It is him. Yeah, there is a I think Dormammu definitely has some gas in the tank uh, as like a tech piece cuz He's just one roster slot. <laughs> and I mean, that's definitely uh, something to mention to the uh, listeners that I've built the list because I'm going to play Dorm because that's fun for me and I want to play him because, you know, I like talking about our Dark Lord. But uh, you definitely can just slot him into a lot of lists and throw people for a loop because no one no one expects the, the Dormammu. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of people who are like, okay, this guy's uh, like memeing. He's playing Dormammu. And then they like, you just wombo them and you're like, oh God. <laughs> right. <laughs> I speak from experience. There, There is a big dark horse. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a dark horse factor. There is a many opponents that I have played that I had to explain the whole Dormammu mechanics. Because like, they think I'm cheating, giving myself all this extra power. I'm like, no, no. Every time you hurt one of my minions, Dorm gets power. <laughs> so is there anything that 
you want to talk about that you think we missed or didn't talk about or whatever? There's some opening move uh, text. There's, like I said, a lot of, you can catch a lot of people off guard with uh, them not thinking a lot of characters are uh, active yet with, you know, their kits online, but thanks to Dorm, they are. Uh, you can also catch a lot of people uh, with Dorm being double teleport. Like if you bring Heimdall, if Heimdall teleports Dorm, and then as long as they hurt one of his minions, Dorm will have enough to teleport himself. And then Dorm can teleport himself, and then you can double tap and usually blow someone up that they're not expecting yeah. to blow up. Yeah, that is something when you play against Dormammu, is like, try to not do damage on round one and force Dorm to move. Yeah, if you can avoid that damage to make Dorm actually walk with his own feet, which is awful. Uh, but yes, just be, be aware of being a little too violent on turn one, because I've... I've blown up many a character that was not expecting Dorm to teleport twice and then put 12 dice into them. Yeah, the Heimdall teleport and the normal teleport, and then it's like, oh, yeah, you're just deleted. <laughs> yep, it's like, GG. <laughs> and then usually usually I'm outnumbered, because like I said, I, I shoot for four, and a lot of people see Dorm, and they're like, the goal here is to just have too many people for him to kill. So I almost always have priority. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool. Is there any other opening moves you, you mentioned? Something? Uh, well, like I said, a little, the uh, the double moves and throwing, the the double teleport for Dorm. Uh, well, it's had some cool uh, Valkyries uh, charges online. Uh, I think Rhino Rhino can steal. So you can double move robbery with yeah, Rhino. Yeah, right. You can double move and steal. That's another fun one. Yeah, you can even throw them back into your team, and then you can just Dorm can just tap them twice, probably. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's a thought, too. So, yeah, there's a lot of fun things you can do with that extra power. Like, some people bring tactics cards to make sure somebody gets one extra power at the beginning or something. Dorm just gives it to everybody, because he is a a wonderful Dark Lord and is benevolent, giving everyone extra power. Okay, cool. Uh, so, as with tradition with all these episodes, my two questions for you. The first one is... Which uh, Marvel Comics character are you most excited for to come to MCP one day? Oh, we need we need a proper Star Dragon, the Kaiju of Kaijus, Galactus. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> you want to see a proper eight threat? I feel Galactus could do it. <laughs> yeah, he's just he, yeah, he's just too big, you know. <laughs> well, could we create a six uh, a size six that just can't be thrown? That'd be nice. I mean, there's a lot of size unlimited things that can push people. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you just put a rule on Galactus that says can't be displaced by like anything. <laughs> right, yeah. But uh but a power cosmic you you don't get to move me. I'm bigger than you. <laughs> yeah, I mean on the note of Galactus, I would really I'm so torn on like if they actually put him in the normal game. I feel like he would have to just be bigger than like even the Sentinels, and then he doesn't even fit on the base. That is true. If you wanted to get the sizing right, right? Because I think in the in the fluff or the comics, he's always like as big, if not bigger, than planets, right? <laughs> uh, well, no, he he can like kind of manipulate his size because like he can he's like been on Earth and he's not. Oh, can he shrink? I thought he needed uh, you know, like messengers like Ghost Rider or Silver Surfer to be his harbinger. Yeah, no, I think his size can definitely fluctuate, but he's never like. I don't, I don't think he really fits on the scale of MCP in any of his, like, I don't think he's ever been, like, the size of a sentinel. It's always been bigger than that. Ranging from, like, the size of a building to, like, the size of a planet, you know? So, 
maybe he is too big. Maybe maybe I'm shooting. Maybe I'm shooting a little too far. Maybe we need a a big bad or a big something that's a good or better star dragon. I mean, I've once I started getting into dorm, I looked up the you know the ten you know the top ten list of the best most powerful villains. So other good villains like uh, uh, Mephisto would be a good villain. Uh, I could see the the devil showing up. Uh, he would. We've got Ghost Rider. We got Hood. Right? Don't they get their powers with deals from Mephisto and stuff? I could see that he could be a decent seven eight threat maybe because he's supposedly more powerful than Dorm on some lists that I've seen. Yeah, I think Mephisto could be a bunch of different threat ranges. I think you could make him a five. You could make him an eight. Depends on how you want to scale him. But yeah, nice. And then Sploosh wants to know if you are team heroes or team villains. Certainly team villain at the moment. I mean, this is the Dark Lord we're talking about. <laughs> I'm here to corrupt people for more power and then hurt them for that power. <laughs> My goal is generally to remove you from or remove all your models from the table. Which, mind you, MCP I don't think actually has a uh, a rule for what happens when you table your opponent. No, the the rule is you lose. Right, the opponent loses, but I don't get control points or uh, you know stuff for the tournament for that, which seems seems a detriment. Yeah, you're talk- talking about in terms of like tiebreakers or something like that. Right. Yeah, you lose on you lose all the tiebreakers. You actually, it's actually a detriment. <laughs> it, yeah, sometimes tournaments are like, well, if you table them, you gain like these many VPs or whatever. But yeah, like I said, I I do a lot of watch protocol, and some tournaments are just like, oh, the opponent just loses and you don't score or do anything. And sometimes they're like, oh, just score how it is right now. And I'm like, you mean I could have just let their person hide in the corner there and I could have milked it for an extra however many points and helped myself out a lot better, I feel. Right, yeah, that is definitely kind of a weird gray area. (laughs) Cool, okay, Uh, I think that will wrap us up. Greg, I want to say thank you very much and it was a pleasure uh, to have you on. Yeah, it was lots of fun preaching the good book of Dormammu. And uh, hopefully we'll we'll get into this some more. I mean, I know Art's going to Vegas. I might follow him and go to Vegas for fun. Definitely in the Northeast, I'm going to try and get back into it. If anyone's around Jersey, get to play some Pork Roll Protocol people. I should be around. Hopefully this episode will uh, spawn more acolytes for the Dark Lord. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listeners, uh, that will do it for us. Uh, thank you for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.